Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry. This morning, I'm on the way to work wearing a kid's jersey, which is the coolest thing. I love that they do that. Um, One of my ninth graders from long ago, he found me yesterday and he said, wear my jersey. And of course, I start crying. (laughs) And today we have pet rally and the homecoming game. So I'm not gonna probably be doing uh, anything of writing, um, but I'm going to go and celebrate um, my students and just spend some time with my kids, and we're going to be out um, cheering for our football team. And so that's what my day looks like today. It's still going to be a, probably a little chaotic with a different schedule. Um, We're running a a new leadership program at my school. I love junior achievement. If you guys are teachers out there, look them up. I adore junior achievement. The career success program is amazing. I've done it for three years with my students, and it's highly successful. Such rich conversations can come from these discussions, and it's all literacy. Like, I love it. Okay, so that's pretty much what I've got going on today. on this Friday and it's so cool and nice the weather's so nice but my heart is in a place where um, I have been a little emotional this week and it's probably because you know I've got so much going on everything is all around and then some Um, but this writing life continues to stay with me on a day-to-day so last night I knew that I needed to work on sweet potato some more and I said you know what I'm going to start at the beginning again even though um, I had already done the edits um, that I needed I wanted to go ahead and start at the beginning and read through and I got up to chapter 13 last night now sweet potato Jones is 91,000 words now this baby is you know three times the size of my boyfriend's back um but I'm like, you know, I can sit there, I can do this, I can, you know, try to sustain and just read through again, take out of that when I see it. It's already been professionally edited. Um, this is the final run through before it goes to the print from my publishing company. And they just had a couple of minor changes that they wanted me to look for. Um, and so that's kind of like what I was doing last night just kind of going back through it again and just reading it i love it so much when i get my mind into these characters it just takes me straight into their world it's amazing how you know books can do this so i showed my son this meme that was going around it was an image on facebook and i shared it on my facebook page because i liked it and it because it reminds me of my homeschool time with sam 
So it said that children learn, I'm not, don't quote me on this, okay, but it, it was like children learn to love books from the person that they snuggle and read books with. Um, it's something like that. And I was like, yeah, I love our reading time. Um, we just made it over the 300 mark in the Prisoner of Azkaban last night. And Stitch, who we call lovingly Stitch, um, was between us holding our flashlight. He's our homeschool mascot. And we just love to just read and read. Oh my gosh, do we not? And it's just the timer runs out and we can't stop. And we're in the Harry Potter world of wizardry. And so when I shared that with my son, he was like, I do say that that's one point. He says, but I have another point I would like to add to that. And I'm like, of course, my seventh grade son, who I love to discuss books with, he was like, the reason why children love books so much is that it can take them to another place. And I will, I just wanted, I was floored. Like, I've never had these, like, blatant, explicit discussions with him. Now, I do with my students in high school because I'm trying to get them past all of their negative years of reading experiences to tell them about the joys of reading and what the joy of reading is. But I've not had that discussion with my son. And I was like, tell me more. And he was like, I think that every person that has depression should read a book because it can take them out of their current situation and it can bring them happiness. And I just looked at the wisdom of my child and I said, baby, you, you have such a good point there. You know, you are so right. And he said, I just, I think it's to take you away. And yes, it does. It takes us away. And that's what happened when I was going back into Sweet Potato last night. I guess I was still thinking about the words of my son. Or I'm just so in love with Sweet Potato and her spirit that I walked right back in to the Jones family last night. And just sat for a while with them until I looked up and it was 11.45. And I'm like, no, not again. I got swept away on another work night late. Now, guys, that's very difficult for me because I need my sleep. <laughs> I have a full-time job that I have to get up and be at. I have to report at work by 6.55. That is start time for me. One, I don't know why we do that in high schools. I'm serious. If we could start high schools by 10 o'clock, can I get an amen from any of my high school teachers out there? Um, but seriously, guys, I have to be at O'Dark 30 somewhere. And so 11.45, looking up and going, um, Eli, I think it's time. And he's playing like Breakpoint or Breakout. What was the new name of the game? Bre I said it the other day. Breakthrough, Breakpoint. He's playing that, so he's lost in his world, and I'm lost in the world of the Jones family. And I'm like, great. And I'm at the really good part where it's like a date situation. I'm like, really? Like, I gotta stop, and I do. So, here I am, late at night, going, okay, now I still have to load the dishwasher. So, we quit what we were doing. We loaded the dishwasher. Then, by the time we go up and um, 
take care of everything. It's like, you know, 1230. And I'm like, sweet potato, you're worth it. <laughs> you're worth this pain. And I just had the strangest dreams last night. Like, I know that was probably my magnesium kicking in. I started back with magnesium to help with my headaches. I ran out of it. Um, but this week I had to make a priority to say, okay, grocery list has got to include magnesium this time. Um, so I did get the magnesium. I'm hoping that that's going to help me. And I'm not going to have these frequent headaches like I'm having. But I'm like, you know, when we start with these edits, guys, it's so hard sometimes to edit work, but it's also necessary. I mean, you need sustained time with the edits. The going in and out, you know, it's also good. I can see the pro in that because I haven't lived in their world in a while, and I've been living in other people's worlds. So, you know, I, somebody put the other day, I don't read on Facebook, they wrote that. And I can remember a day when I was stubborn like that. And I had this, I'm not calling them stubborn, but I was stubborn in the point where I felt like that if I read, it would somehow mess me up. No, it enriches me so much. And so with all the reading that I am doing, it just adds the depths to what I write so when I look at things, I say, oh, if I could just, oh, there's a sentence I could use here. Oh, and here I am taking away all of the that's and making sure um, I can't stand track changes. Oh, my gosh, I can't stand them. Making sure that everything is, like, punctuated right. For some reason, there would be a period here or there. Guys, with the track changes, it's really hard for me to tell, like, with these line straight throughs. And that's what my publishing company is using. I never liked them in my dissertation, and I don't like them here. But any issue that they put up, you know, I don't understand, you know, for example, what a dime bag is. Then I'm on the side going, that's a drug reference. Um, that is a street language for something, with, you know, that is pertaining to drugs. And so I do get to have a conversation with the editor um, and let them know, like, why I chose that word or you know, why is it important to use that? Like, I used the word um, suspicion, and I'm like, yeah, that probably wasn't a good word. You're right. They pulled it out, and, you know, I'm always about word choice, and sometimes I don't always make the best word choices. Um, that's standard 9-4. Why does an author use their words and word choices, and how does it help, to, you know, to develop the story, the plot, character, theme, all of that? So I'm very mindful of word choice. That's why I love Ray Bradbury's work so much, um, is that I just love the words that flowed from him. Um, amazing words to me that he wrote in such nine days, which lets me know he did not overthink his words. He couldn't. He was on a, um, a typewriter where he had to feed coins into it. So to me, that's the inspiration that I have is that just let the words flow. Well, sometimes that word flow like that, like for example, putting suspicious emotion, that was dumb. Like that was dumb. And I really, I'm so glad that I have the best editor with Sweet Potato. Like she is amazing. If I could hire her for my other work because she gets me, um, I really think that, um, my books would still go, continue to go to the next level, but she's in my publishing company, and I know I can't hire her. I can imagine what her price would be, 
for freelance work it would be outrageous I'm sure but anyway so that's what I was up to last night I told you guys that once I put a magical Christmas wedding to bed and finished that first draft I had to switch over to sweet potato but that wasn't it and I still got into a magical Christmas wedding and I still looked at a chapter last night because I felt like okay I have to I have to give like just some time into this book because I have so much coming up within the next couple of weeks it's unreal um, I decided to just do another chapter last night so I did and then went into sweet potato and that's good because I moved you know I moved progressively um, far in sweet potatoes work if you would look at well I'd already read it once all the way through then I was already on chapter 13 again then I started back over at one you're like Jennifer are you ever gonna get to the end again I will I'll get there I don't quite know when um, today I may forego my nap um, I did better yesterday I only took one nap um, I have my students holding me accountable to this and instead of taking two naps, I only took one. And instead of starting homeschool at seven, we started homeschool earlier for me not to have that nap. Um, and we finished earlier. And so that is key to me of a successful night of working on my uh, manuscript. So I'm going to talk to my son again and say, okay, while well, I've got all of these plans to do, I know we have our set routine at seven. However, can we start early and so that's what my plans are to do for um, here on out is to remove a nap only get one in and hopefully over time I will be more productive and it's worked it's worked this week anyway because I finished my whip and I've started on sweet potato so it has it has been a help to me now um, this weekend, so when I got home yesterday, oh, I gotta tell you guys this too. When I got home yesterday, my boxes of books were waiting. I told y'all, oh my gosh, when I woke up yesterday, it was on Thursday, I had been more, like, a little worried and I had to give it over to the Lord. So Wednesday, I had these thoughts and I even verbally spoke to them and I was like, Eli, what happens if we get to the book signing and my books from Ingram Spark haven't come in the mail yet? And he was like, well, you've got your other boxes, you know, just, just focus on, um, the Rapture Revolution and the Hartwell Chronicles. You've only put up about the Hartwell Chronicles anyway. So anybody that comes, if they see these extra books, it's going to be a surprise for them. I'm like, I know, but I would love to have that very table. The very table works because each time that I go to an event, I'm selling the Everyday Mom Challenge. I'm selling the Rapture and I'm selling the Hartwell. People have these different tastes and different age groups that they're buying for. And so this table spread like that. Now I can add contemporary fantasy to my table spread. Now I can add YA paranormal romance, which is not horror at all. But if you like the paranormal supernatural elements, then you've got bridges. So it's like, wow, like my table is going to look so cool with all of my books, right? So here I am, you know, worried. Is it going to come? And then I'm like, you know what? I can't be worried about this. It's going to work out. And so I said, Lord, it'll be what it'll be. I did the order two weeks ago. 
a week and a half ago. I did it on a Sunday night. As soon as I finished my event on that Saturday and got paid through PayPal, I was up again ordering because that's what I told y'all I have to do. I can't spend my teacher money. That's my grocery money. I have to only spend the money that I'm making for my books. And so with one book signing gives me the opportunity to have a second book signing and meet more people. So that's what I did. I waited and it paid off. It worked. The books came in the mail, which was odd though, because when I woke up yesterday, I came downstairs and my stepson, he gets off of work super late. He works the second shift job and he had the boxes sitting for me on the table. Well, when we went to bed that evening, we didn't know the boxes were sitting out there. I could have done a whole reveal, could have had my books, could have looked through them for quality checks, but no, didn't know they were sitting out there. So I was like, okay, I don't have time to open them now. So when I got home yesterday, I did open them and I did make a video with my phone. It's an awful video. Um, I just set the video up, but I am gonna post it as soon as I get to work. I got so busy yesterday that I got sidetracked that after I made the video, I forgot to post it. <laughs> so I'm still, I'm gonna be a day late, but I'm gonna post a video on my YouTube. As soon as I opened Lyric, the top one was bent up. I'm like, okay, well, there's my, my copy for me and Sam. And I'm going to have to take pictures. And I'm going to send back to Ingram Spark and say, okay, you guys owe me another book. This one was all bent up because I can't sell these bent up books. When I opened Bridges, I could tell right away that Bridges was all perfect. It's almost like you can tell by the way they're stacked in there um, and how they're packaged. If they've got the extra packaging, it helps, I think, with the books. Um, but they both look beautiful. When we pulled out Bridges, and it was a YA romance, um, and we pulled out Lyric, my husband said, I really love what you did with the sizes. He said, that lets the parents know these are different. I said, yes. I said, that was my thoughts. I said, I've been second guessing that. He was like, don't second guess it. He said, it's great. He said, I really like that. And then Sam was sitting with us because Sam gets really excited about Mama's books. And Sam said, yeah, because I don't want to read that stuff with all that romance in it. It was so cute. And I'm like, yeah, so you wouldn't probably necessarily want to read the bigger books. However, with Lyric Harper, Lyric Harper is all about friendship. And he was like, yep, I'm with that one. I want that one next. And so... Lyric Harper is the one that we've got next, and that's after Harry Potter. Um, it only took us two weeks to read The Raptor Revolution as a homeschool family, and that was with tons of discussion with my son not stopping with discussions. So I'm really thinking that it'll probably take us one to two weeks with Lyric Harper. It's, it's pretty much, it's a little shorter than The Raptor Revolution. I, I know my son loves mythology, and so he's probably really going to be into these parts, and he's going to want to talk about everything and look everything up. Um, and so that's the beauty of homeschool. We can just organically do those things in, in book discussions. So I'm all excited about sharing the, the world of Lyric with him, and we're probably going to get to start that one in another week. I think we have another week with Harry, and then we're moving beside. We're not going to start the Goblet of Fire 
um, after we finish the Prisoner of Azkaban, we're going to um, leave the Wizarding World and we're going to move into Lyrics. And then we want to read The Tale of Despero together too. But I'm going to reread that one myself prior uh, to Sam's adventure. Just to make sure if I want to pick A Tale of Despero because of Winn-Dixie or The Tiger Rising. I might because of his animals too. They're, they they have animal elements in them, but I'm I don't know. I want to read them again. I will. I want to read um, the Tale of Despero and then rank them to see which one I think my child would like, and then pitch the three to him, so that way he can choose between the three. So um, so we know that we're getting a book that um, that his choice. So that's what we're going to be doing with um, Kate Camillo's work with Sam in, in my homeschool life. So, you know, having those book, those boxes of books did give me this overwhelming whoosh of relief because now when I go to my book signing tomorrow, I'm going to have those opportunities. I'm also going to create a sign um, and I'm going to put it in a picture frame. I thought this through. I thought the picture frame would be the great idea. That's going to tell the $13.99, you know, all of my books are $13.99 plus tax, which is $14.93. I've got that joker memorized. I can't memorize the numbers, but I memorized that by now. And then I'm going to add that um, if they sign up for my newsletter, they get a free audio code for Lyric. So now that I have the codes for Lyric Harper as a part of my ACX deal, I'm definitely going to use those as promotionals and giveaways. And I have to create my newsletter. My newsletter needs to go out when Bridges releases. I've been holding my newsletter because I want them to be able to click on the link and order Bridges and know that it's coming. Not necessarily the pre-order. My pre-order sales have been going great with Bridges. I've actually sold more pre-order on Bridges than I've sold in any other book. And I haven't really been doing anything for Bridges like I wanted to. I wanted to do all of these things, these countdowns. And y'all, it's my fault. You know, I could have done that. I've been wanting to do flyers. I've been wanting to do, you know, these are how many days are left for Bridges to come out. I am doing a Facebook event. It's already scheduled for Sunday. Um, but I've just like, I've so wanted to do so many things. I need an assistant. I need a personal assistant. I can't afford a personal assistant. I can't afford a graphic artist to be with me in this life side by side. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, now that school has started back and seniors are looking for internships, I'm going to talk with seniors to see if anybody wants to work for Monarch and to be my author assistant. Um, I'm going to pitch it to one of the groups here that we have at school. Um, I have a group, and I also know of another group of um, students who are Christian students who meet once a week on Friday mornings. So I'm actually going to pitch it to them if anybody would like to have any hours for internships. And they are great at graphic design and organization. Um, I would love to have a personal assistant. <laughs> so... Um, I'm definitely going to to go that route again. I've been praying over that this week. The idea hit me on Monday, but I didn't want to make that announcement yet. Um, I had 
an opportunity to have a personal assistant over the summer through my business for volunteer intern hours. And then their stipulation was they wanted to be paid. They were a college student and they actually wanted a paid internship. They did not want to have volunteer hours. I completely understand that. And so I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Um, I can't pay you. These are just for volunteer hours um, that you can put on your resume that you've worked with an author, but I can't pay you. So, um, so that kind of fell through over the summer, but that's okay. The idea was planted. I had the flyers, the guidelines. I created the contract, the timesheets. I did all of the preliminary work. Um, and so I've got those seeds planted. Guys, y'all know that I work with youth all the time. And I know that there are some youth that they have transportation issues. And they do have computers at home, but they don't have transportation. There are others. I have one student who has no transportation and no computer at home. But he has a phone, and he still wants to help me. Um, and so that's something that, you know, I know that students would like to do. But it has to be set up through the business. And so it, ha it has to be, I'm not the teacher. This isn't happening during school time. The club is before school. So I could at least pass the information to the clubs uh, to see if anybody would want those intern hours. So I just think providing those opportunities for students is important. Students around the world, you know, if you guys have a family member or a homeschool kid who really needs some hours, you know, we worked that we worked that life with Solomon and we got all the hours that he needed to have a successful resume. He's already been accepted into three colleges and it's not just because of his GPA and rigorous assignments and work that he's had to do. Um, with college courses added into it, it's because of his resume, too, of all of his internships. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it takes time calling physical therapy places, getting him there and back, documenting his hours, um, him out in the workplaces. But, I mean, it was good for him. And people need those kind of um, things on their resume. So that's something else I've got in the works. Because I understand that my life cannot, um, I cannot run everything that I want to in my brain. I have so many ideas in my brain. And I know that I just needed help with it. I did have a friend come forward yesterday, another writer and an editor, who offered to read my book. And I'm like, let me get through my book first and then I'm going to pass it on to you. So I do want to get through a magical Christmas wedding so they will have time to edit that. Um, that is great that I have got another editing opportunity. Um, I'm going to give them editing um, props in my book and in the, um, I should have done that in the past and I didn't. Um, but from now on I've learned and I'm going to put that they're my editor on like Amazon, you can choose on Draft the Digital, you can choose contributors. So my contributor, I'm going to actually add them as my editors. Um, I'm going to start doing that to give them shout outs um, for the work. And you learn stuff new all the time. So, 
you know, I've got so much on my plate and I was trying to stay positive. Yesterday, I had a friend come to visit me and she was like, you know, how are your finances with the books going? And a lot of people want to know, are you ready to quit your job yet? And I'm like, no, um, not happening. Not anytime soon. The Lord has me here. The Lord has me um, working with children and staff members, but I do pray for financial security, and there's nothing wrong with us doing that. So, um, for all of my authors out there, yes, I do pray for that. I pray for, one, my books to represent Jesus, and for people, when they get their hands on my books, that they read them with grace, to know that I am not a perfect author, but I am an imperfect follower of Jesus who loves to write stories for him. And that's my number one goal is to get those books into the hands of readers and have clean fiction available. But number two, yeah, it is for financial freedom, for stability, and then financial freedoms. It would be wonderful not to have to live month by month on this teacher salary. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. And my friend told me yesterday, yeah, all my salary is all free money because my husband has a military retirement check. Um, he now has his full-time uh, high-paying job. And so with my money, it's just the extra money. And I'm like, I wouldn't even know what to think if I had like that happening in my life right now. I'm just sustaining. Um, the Lord is sustaining me month by month. And then any money that goes into my business, I have nothing that I get back from that. It turns right back around into the business, allowing me to live this life. So it is something I get back from it. I don't want you to think I'm not getting any reward, but I'm not getting any, I'm not seeing any paychecks for Jen right now. I'm seeing the books are going back into buying more books to get into the hands of readers, to go into these events, to pay for the for the tents this weekend, space, and for me to get the stakes that we needed to hold down the tent and the wood we need to be able to buy, make bookshelves. And, you know, it's going into everything business related all over again. So the cycle continues and continues and continues. Um, and I pray that one day all of this work pays off. And that the Lord has always started me really slow in everything that I do. With my YouTube channel, He has always started me slow. I have I have gained four subscribers just this week. And you say, guys, what? Yeah, if all of you guys would go, all of you that listen to me here on the podcast would go to my YouTube and subscribe. Y'all know we have a very strong listening base on the podcast. If you guys would just go over on your lunch break today and go to Jen Lowry Wright's everyday mom challenge and see me and hit the subscribe and the bell button guys i would be monetized in a day but the lord doesn't do that the lord starts me slow the lord starts me small and i think that's to give other people encouragement because you guys see my consistency maybe that would give you the encouragement for you to have the same kind of consistency in your author life even though you have small pockets and small tribes never give up and so, I just want to say that to you here at the end of my ramble of the author life. You see this life I live. It's not a perfect life. And I have family going on and, and work and homeschool. And we have, you know, thing in, in church. And we have 
work that we do for the Lord and service. Um, we're doing prison ministry next weekend, which is all day long, which will take away from my writing. And so I have to prioritize my writing, but I also have to take the things that matter in my life and put them there too. Um, but you have to rearrange schedules and and make lists and set goals. And even if they're in small increments, you know you can do this work because this is what we've been called to do. And so the Lord would not give us too much. He's given us just enough to push us, to make us uncomfortable. And I know that. You grow when you're uncomfortable. And I'm really uncomfortable right now. And when I say uncomfortable, God takes me out of my comfort zone every day. And I look at next week, and I'm going to be at my first library event. And I know that that would not have happened if it wasn't from the Lord placing me in these positions, opening these doors for me. In two weeks, I get to meet Kate DiCabillo. God did that, y'all, not me. And so the Lord sees my work for him. But more than that, even without the work, the Lord sees my heart for him. And when you passionately pursue the Lord with all of your heart, and he knows the desires of your heart. Blessings will come. And so when my friend asked me yesterday about my financial security, she's a business teacher. She thinks in finance. That's what she works all day. So she asked me that. And I said, I am not getting these huge financial returns right now. I'm not getting these huge financial blessings right now. But what I am getting is the sustaining power of the Lord. And I am doing the work that he's called for me to do. And I'm getting blessings in ways that are not monetary. Like once in a lifetime, getting to meet Kate DiCamillo. I'm going to cry. That, to me, this work is more than just that paycheck. Or Guys, we won't be doing it. Um, and I look at all these other self-published authors who have the best-selling status in the New York, uh, I mean, the USA Times bestsellers, and I know they're racking it in. I'm on Facebook groups, and guys, they are racking it in. They are showing their reports, and they're making 8000 a month, 10000 a month. If I made that, that would be triple my salary. And that would be something that I, I don't I wouldn't even be able to fathom that. And then I look at the J.K. Rowlings of the world and know where she started with her world of Harry Potter and where we start with our own worlds of our characters, our lyrics, you know, and our Hamiltons and our bridges and Jasleen and and I look at Victoria Hartwell and I'm like, You guys yeah, I love Harry. I love Harry. Do not get me wrong. Harry Potter is one of my favorite characters ever. I love Hermione beyond belief. But I love my characters too. And I could put them up on a bookshelf with Harry. And I could feel proud about that. I could stand by and see Lyric in that contemporary fantasy book. Sitting right up with contemporary fantasy Harry Potter. And I'm not saying it's as good as Harry. But I could at least be proud to know they could share the same same shelf. That's how much I love my work. That's how much I believe in my work. Because I do believe the Holy Spirit has guided me into this work. That's what makes it special. That it's work that is not of me. Um, I'm only just a little fraction of that work. 
And so I say all of that to tell you don't give up. Even if you're even if you're bringing in pennies right now, don't give up. Even if you're bringing nothing in right now and you're just building your platforms, know that this is an up and down author life. And to stay positive and optimistic and consistent is the key to it. And then it will pay off. I just know that it will. And I'm saying that and speaking that over my own life too. Um, and so I ask you guys to pray for me um, as I go out into the world today um, and work with kids. But I'm also asking you to pray for me for my book signing for tomorrow. My friend asked me about prayer with the work. And I said, yeah, I pray that when I come back from an event, my books will be lighter. That I will come with an empty box back. That every book will be sold. And so um, I pray for that. And the Lord has sustained me. And he's given me opportunities to have books for the next events. <laughs> so I have another event on Tuesday. And so if I don't sell all of the books on Saturday, those books go back with me again on Tuesday. So I had two author events for the month of October. Um, that's quite a lot for me. This is my first time having two. Um, so um, I'll give you guys the report of how that goes with trying to manage my life. And, um, and I'll just speak with you guys later. Hopefully I'll be able to catch you on the way home. Um, I'm praying for doors to be opened, uh, for lives to be changed. And just, you know... For people to be able to embrace the work with the love and the kindness that I put it out there with. So um, I'm waiting for reviews. I've only had one review so far since this summer. And it was on the Lyric audiobook. Um, I'm waiting for reviews to come in. I'm praying that they're positive. I've had tons of reviews on email. But not on my social media. Like not out for the world to see. But I would love to be able to hear from you guys. Um, we've still got that 50-word horror challenge going on. So send me your horror stories. And that's going to be closing on October 13th at 10 o'clock. And, um, and I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon.